Welcome back to Wake Up With Jenny and Friends. Thanks everybody for joining me again. I hope you had an amazing weekend. I'm very excited for my show today. I have a amazing guest with me today, Richard Kehoe from the Mo Motorcycle Super Show. Thanks for joining me, Richard. Hi, Jenny. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good. I'm so happy you could could be here and could uh, co-host the show with me today. I'm very excited. Um, I've been wanting to, to chat with you for a while. I had a chance to go to the Motorcycle Super Show, which was really, really exciting. Met a lot of people and, and saw some, some great vendors there. And uh, the stunt show was amazing. And I was able <laughs> to take some, some video footage for you guys too, which is awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. I'm glad you came. It was a little smaller this year than normal. Usually it's almost it's twice the size, but because of, uh, you know, COVID, not to talk about that, but because of that, we're a little bit smaller this year. We're just getting back in the swing. So we were pretty excited about it. Yeah, it was great. And and it was three halls, which I thought was fabulous because normally shows are about, you know, one or two halls. And so even though it was a smaller turnout, you said this year, it was still, I thought, really jam packed with a lot of good variety of different things. Mm -hmm. Well, generally, we're seven halls at the International oh, Center. Wow. There's a few smaller halls that we use, but there's seven in total. It's almost it's five, basically 500,000 square feet of exhibits. Um, and we we normally have other um, stunt shows and events like we have uh, dirt bikes they're flying through the air going backwards right in the middle of the show floor oh, so wow. we, we initiated that back in 2020 which was real fun especially for the kids mm -hmm. and the adults for that matter because when you walk in the last thing you anticipate is being about 50 feet away from a dirt bike in the air back flipping in front of you for and it's it's a little inspiring to say the least to see like that kind of um, athletics uh, athleticism uh, with some of these guys, but we bring in the best from all over North America to uh, do these show th th those types of shows. Yeah, it was really great. I saw the um, the um, Highway Heathens, I believe they are. Yep, and they were they were really great. They put on a few what shows. They do was a little more unique. Like they're taking like thousand pound motorcycles, basically, and yeah, they're uh, they're a glutton for punishment. Those guys. It takes a <laughs> lot of uh, skill and a lot of. Um, well, it's, it's all in their technique and the way that they can manipulate the throttle and mm. give the uh, motorcycle just enough fuel to kind of get it up and wheelie down in front of you, things like that, because those motorcycles are not like dirt bikes, like motocross bikes where they're designed to go into the air or right. lift front tires, right? Motorcycles are generally, you know, they're, they're made uh, to be on both wheels at the same time at all times. <laughs> right. Yeah, it can be quite dangerous, which I guess is part of the thrill right so right yeah yeah, yeah. you want to stay clear from that there were a few injuries from those guys this weekend oh, no. two weeks ago yeah there's a few minor stuff somebody hurt their foot pretty good um you know little things like that because when things go wrong with a with an object that weighs about a thousand pounds and moving right it goes real wrong real fast like a bite so that's a why hippo. we had barriers <laughs> set up and i don't know if you noticed but they're predominantly just going one direction mm -hmm. so yeah yeah away from everybody yeah <laughs> so tell me a little bit about because you hosted the show you put on the show you organized the show tell me how you got involved with that how you started with that because that's it's such a massive undertaking and i don't think a lot of people really realize how much goes into uh, a, a show of that magnitude and all, right. the, all of the bits and pieces and the moving parts that well, you have producing to think a of. show typically for like something like the motorcycle super show um, it takes about 13 months, believe it or not, uh, by the time you start planning to execution. 
Um, I enjoy it. I've been doing it. It used to, the motorcycle show I became involved in in 2008 mm-hmm. and I, when I purchased it. But prior to that, I own uh, this Toronto Snowmobile and ATV show and a couple others um, at the International Centre. And that used to be way back in the day. I don't want to age myself too much, but this is real gray hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But back in the, the late 80s, my father started a snowmobile show at the Markham Fairgrounds. And oh, since okay. then, I brought it to the International Center and, he, and bought it from him, etc. And got rid of the family business aspect of it. It's still very, I run it like a family business, but I'm the only family member. Right. So, <laughs> um, so we produce it front to back. So that's everything from renting the hall, making sure there's security, selling the booths, making sure the carpet's laid, like a uh, hiring different companies, security companies, advertising, things like that. So there's a lot of work involved. Um, but generally speaking, uh, it's about a month before you execute your current show and that you start planning the next show because you have to organize all the contracts with various set, like the center, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it, it's so to answer your question in, in a short way, in a shorter way, I got involved in this because it was a family business back in the late 80s when I was 12. And you obviously you ride ATVs, motorcycles, all that stuff. too. Yep. So my garage is pretty much a toy box for big kids. Love it. Love it. When did you start that? Um, well, I've been, um, I used to race snowmobiles very competitively throughout North America mm-hmm. um, for maybe eight years or so, nine years. And um, I have uh, various championships. So I started doing that when I was about 19, 18, 19. And then uh, raced right until maybe 2001. And then the body just kind of said, that's enough. So I had, a, I took out my ACL. I tore my ACL in my knee and I was 25, I think. And I said, uh, I think, I've, or 26, um, that was enough for me. Yeah, I just couldn't get back into it. That's a pretty, uh, pretty intense injury at that for a young age like that. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't get it looked after until... Mm many many years later like i had a replacement i think it was in 2010 a full acl replacement so i gave it about 10 years of uh kind of hobbling around a little bit was that just because you're stubborn or just you know the stubborn and didn't want to admit yeah (laughs) it was fine i would just go i would just have problems that like maybe once or twice a year with it where you'd go over on it yeah Um, but it was it, it was fine for those years when i was younger and uh, yeah, it was, uh, I should have probably had it looked after earlier, but again, I was hoping that I'd be able to come back and start racing again, just because the level that I was at, we were doing like, there was X games, there was all these mm. things that we, uh, we were racing in and having a great time with it. And again, it wasn't just um, regional, we were racing right across, like I was on the factory players team. So we were racing right across uh, North America um, from, uh, I would say, I guess the furthest away was uh west yellowstone which would be in montana and then you'd work your way back throughout the year and you'd be in uh, a lot in minnesota wisconsin and then ontario as a lot's got to go into that too into the the, the practice and the sport of oh, racing too now where it is where it's even further like you're a complete athlete at, at this level mm. um you're training seven days a week you're up every day at 5 a.m you're in bed early and it was it, it was a full-time job even when I was doing it and today the kids uh, the young kids they start so much younger than I did so they're able to they're able to train a lot more than I did 
Yeah. What, what kind of specs go into something like that? Like what are the things that you have to be conscious of and aware of? And I'm sure your vehicles have to be meet a certain standard and all that. Oh yeah. No, no. And they're full. When you get old, when you get to the higher levels of a competition snowmobile racing, your, your snowmobiles, they're not really stock at that. They call them stock snowmobiles, but they're not. Um, they're completely like, <laughs> yeah, lightweight. They're designed just to do that. It's not like a typical snowmobile that you would see like on a snowmobile trail or going up a mountain. Um, they are race sleds and, uh, they're designed strictly and solely just to do that. So they're pretty unique. Yeah. That's amazing. I wonder if, um, they would ever consider that for an, the Olympics. Like, have you ever, well, the closest things we ever got to were, um, there's, uh, X games. Yeah. So winter X, uh, there was tons of different over the years. There've been tons of different, uh, snowmobile events. Um, there was snow cross, which I used to do. There was uh, hill cross, um, for this, the longest jump. I think they had, they had a lot of kind of quirky things for TV at the time, but, um, highest jump was another one. So guys were going as high as they can. And then they mm -hmm. have free, uh, numerous different freestyle events. Like, uh, some of my friends, they're doing like double backflips on snowmobiles, Wow. Um, a good friend of Crazy. mine. And these guys all come because I've made these relationships over the years. These kids, they're not no longer kids. They're, they're in their thirties. Um, <laughs> they all come to the snowmobile ATV show that I do at, in, uh, at the international center in October. Nice. And we do a full show. So these guys are back flipping snowmobiles they're back flipping dirt bikes, front flipping. Um, the stuff they can do on a snowmobile is just insane. Um, and again, like I grew up with these guys, they're all like my age or a little bit younger, but they're still competing, doing it. The younger ones are still competing, doing this stuff and to watch them like, um, Levi Lavalier, he goes around uh, with Red Bull. They tour around various, uh, cities in the U S and they do these crazy jumps. Like he does like urban warfare. He went oh, through, wow. uh, uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, and he was jumping, he, they closed downtown and made a course for him basically and he was jumping off everything like buildings back flipping over trains um it was insane uh he also he's done some great things like on new year's eve red bull does a few used to do a lot of parties and things like that he jumped over the river in um by i don't i'm not sure the name of the river but it was the one the big one in uh california him and uh, another guy uh rodney mm -hmm. they jumped their dirt bikes and snowmobiles across it so some of the stuff wow. they're doing is just insane, but big, they're making huge money doing that. Yeah. Well, I bet I would, I would hope so too, at that level and with yeah. the risk involved too. Cause I mean, yeah, they're, no, that's true. again, they're not light machines, right? I mean, they're, no. well, he yeah. did one this past year. He did this winter. He was in Duluth, Minnesota. If you don't know where Duluth is, it is on Lake Superior, basically kind of on the border of Canada at the little tip where the finger comes down. Yeah. And, um, he was, he was, it was another urban warfare thing. They kind of call it. So he's jumping around town, doing all these crazy stunts. And one was, uh, he was back flipping onto a barge. Oh my God. Well, I guess the barge might've gone a little too fast and it was the middle of winter. It was in January and, um, he missed the barge. He ended up in the river, like in, into Lake Superior there in the Harbor. So they rescued him. He's only in there for like two minutes, but probably two minutes too long. Yeah, they, I uh, bet. They pulled them out. But that's kind of stuff these guys are doing with their snowmobiles this, in this day and age. So it's pretty cool to see. And then we bring them all these guys up. Um, they all like X Games stars like uh, Joe Parsons and uh, Heath Frisbee. All those guys. They oh, all wow. and, and um, Chris Barant. All these guys come up to our snowmobile ATV show in um, in October. And they uh, they do all these crazy stunts right there. And, see, and it's indoors, too. 
one big thing that we yeah. do at our trade shows is um, I used to do all this stuff outside. And it was great, but it, we always seem to lose it at least a day because just because of weather and whatnot. Right. And uh, so we changed that. So I started renting a hall at the International Center. They have a couple of one really tall hall. So we would we call it the event hall and all these guys are jumping and people are racing snowmobiles and ATVs. But we do it all inside so that we, we never have to worry about the weather. Right. And yeah. sometimes we bring down like there's various um media outlets they don't want to be outside in october <laughs> yeah. so uh my 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 uh the lady that looks after my P, uh public relations colleen swider she always colleen said, like, she's so great i had a chance she's to she's been yeah just like i feel like a lifelong friend even though we've i guess it's been almost 20 years but yeah. um she's amazing her and I, like uh we really hit it off but so she was always outside freezing saying richard it's too cold out here and we're losing people because people would go outside to see the events and all this fun stuff and then they go home so we made a decision we sat down we brainstormed we made the decision to bring all that stuff inside so it's like climate control mm. which is pretty cool because you see all these little kids they got like you know i mean they're not freezing they're not getting rained or snowed on they're having a great time with their parents and uh you know they get to see the superstars and then they get to hang out with them afterwards which is really cool oh that's awesome yeah. that's awesome but i guess that kind of presents its own sets of challenges too being indoors and and stuff with i guess yeah. the fumes and the everything else it's well you have to be aware of all that just for mm. safety so the first time that we did that indoors we had uh a lot of people from like the city um, and the building itself there, like they were worried about like decibels, right. um, they were worried about fumes. So we have all that. We have like, we're always, uh, we have carbon monoxide detectors everywhere set up. Yeah. Uh, the centers even to help us out, they installed these massive um, air exchangers in these buildings mm -hmm. um, that we're doing these events. Cause they look at this as a, it's so unique and exciting, but for the international center, what it does us doing this, these, this type of stunt show, like it is crazy. Like when you see a snowmobile flying back, flipping through the yeah. air, dirt bikes, you see an ATV and they're going like, it's like, boom, 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 boom. Like it's so much fun to watch. Like you're in awe, you get goosebumps. This is great promotion for the international center because yeah. we bring in various media events and then they actually have a film crew that's, that films this. And because now they can show everybody, Hey, you can do a trade show here and look at all this other stuff, this fun stuff that you can do. And look at what um, you know the the motorcycle super show or the Toronto Snowmobile ATV show are doing. They're, like this, you can you can do this too, right? Yeah. So it's it's a good promotion for them. Yeah. But we've had a few incidents over the year. No, we've only had one crash, which is a good thing. <laughs> um, nobody got hurt, which is good. But that's uh, good. One day we had um, Brett Turcott, who is another like I've talked about X Games. They, these guys are all accomplished uh, gold medalists. Right. And uh, Brett was there and he ended up tapping his toes, the bottoms of his feet on the building. Like there's a little speaker. It's, it's about three inches down or so. And it's on a bit of a swivel. And he mm -hmm. hit that with his feet. We all went quiet. He landed it. And we kind of said, OK, that's good for today. Like, <laughs> yeah. for you. So it, it was lucky. It's one of his last jumps. The bars to the left. <laughs> exactly. So, but since then, the International Center has now recessed everything up and they've tight, they've actually done a great job to help us um, do such a crazy event like that. Yeah, it's, it was, it was amazing. And for me, like it was my first time being there and it was mm -hmm. really, it was really packed for me. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see the turnout like in the years well, to come. So that was, 
so with our promotion and all the excitement, because it really hasn't, the last motorcycle show in Canada was actually our motorcycle super show back in January, 2020. So to bring something out, it's basically been about two and a half years. Yeah. It, you know, it was in the end of March. Uh, we were the first ones to come back, bring the community back together, which we were super excited about. Um, being an enthusiast, you can only, you love organized events. Like I'm a, being a motorcycle guy, I want to see motorcycle stuff all at one place, one time. I want to see different stuff. I, so it's a lot different than just going to a dealership or something like that. Right. Um, and I want to see all my buddies there too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, so it's something for everybody. We've always been pretty excited about uh, when we promote an event, like the motorcycle show is that it's, there's something for everyone. You know, we have a whole hall dedicated vintage, um, another hall dedicated to all the custom stuff. So you can see all the wild and crazy mm-hmm. choppers and baggers that these bike um, builders, they take years to build, but they bring them to the motorcycle super show because we're actually one of North America's, I think we are North America's largest um, custom show yeah. and by that. So these, like we pay out over $50,000 of cash and awards at that show. So guys come from all over North America to show, you know, like, very unique um pieces of art basically mm-hmm. and try that, it really is it really is art it really is art and like you mentioned those vintage bikes yeah those were beautiful and i got a chance to look at last year's winner um yep. which was the the the, the etched chrome bike yep. um, francois's bike uh, oh my oh my gosh that was gorgeous like he won it, again this year too oh my the god new bike that he so had two years to, two years to uh build it was actually a trike fred's uh he is one of the uh biggest builders in north america probably like he's so well respected too there's a bunch yeah. of them there they're very well respected uh, whoops i lost your audio There we go. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, I clicked off. I'm I'm actually at my son's lacrosse tournament right now, so I'm in the car. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so yeah, he, I'm sure he's extremely well respected, and and yeah, the yeah. kind of time and 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 investment it must take to do something like that is astronomical. Well, Fred is uh, Valencourt. He is something else. He he's such a. We're so proud to have guys like him there, um, and not to really like toad his horn too much because you know fred <laughs> doesn't want up. any of that <laughs> um but guys like um uh paul senior Tuttle senior from orange county choppers will mm. call fred and say hey come on down i've got a project for you you need to help me and fred if he's in the area you know and down in uh, i think it was the last time they did something was this year i think it was in florida they had to do something together but that's something that fred does like He's yeah. that high up on the totem pole of bike builders that he gets calls saying, Hey, can you do, can you help me? And he's one of those, he's a builder that he's probably already too busy, even for Paul senior who, yeah. you know, he's a, he's just a star, that guy. So, but no, this time here, he was able to help him, which was kind of cool. That's amazing. And when you talk about doing the competitions and stuff like that, tell me like what kind of, of 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 planning goes into doing that like when you're offering you know like you said ca- the cash prizes and stuff like that like 
do you have other vendors that are interested in supporting that or how does that all come together? It all comes from the, uh, from the trade show. There is no, uh, we don't have, Amsoil helps sponsors uh, some of it, but mm -hmm. uh, the cash contributions all come from the trade show. That's um, so we organize that. It's basically a, all these different uh, pieces of the show are almost a, show, a complete, they're a complete show in themselves, like the vintage section mm -hmm. the, uh, and the custom section. And then we, of course, we, we have uh, numerous like racing and um, then we have the, the, just the, the whole industry, the industry like dealers and manufacturers and stuff like that. But um, for the most part, we look after, we have to look after everything. And that's, yeah. you know, making for these builders, it's making sure they have the proper space, um, organizing them, meaning like contacting them all, making sure like this year here, um, the show, the trade show was shut down for 2021 because of COVID. Right. Mm -hmm. We got it running again in uh, 2021 at the end uh, for 2020, January, 2022. And the government came in and with COVID restrictions shut us down in December. Oh no. So yeah. So our show actually, uh, we, we got the green light, uh, in mid February for our show at the end of March. So basically a month and a half, we had to do replan everything, reorganize and execute it. So, um, a lot of the builders, some of the builders that were coming, weren't able to come Their Their shops right. were simply too busy, but, um, good news is guys like a lot of the, the big, uh, Canadian bike builders came as well as I, there was maybe eight from the U.S. that came this year, but oh, wow. generally speaking, if they're coming all the way from the uh, the United States, they're your big guys. Like they have something to show, something to prove, and they think they're going to win because uh, winning the we call it the Canadian Cup, the Canada yeah. Cup. Winning mm -hmm. that is a huge, uh, prestigious award for these guys. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you too. Is it more about the the notoriety and the and the clout, if you will, with for the yeah. win? Is it more? It's like basically bragging rights is. Hundred percent. It's yeah. bragging rights. They're networking. They're finding new clients. They're able mm. to sell their old stuff. You know, oh, I got this in the yeah. shop, that in the shop. This bike won. Um, there's a lot of collectors out there that will spend mm. huge money on these bikes. Like they're some of them are over a quarter of a million dollars. Um, yeah, easy. And then you've got the guy's time. These builders, they spend so much. I don't even think they want to tell you how much time they actually spend building it because it would make the motorcycle so expensive. Yeah. So um, that part's pretty cool. Um, just the the involvement that the, these guys are doing for sure and i yeah i want to go back a little bit because i know you said you it was initially a kind of a family-owned thing but mm -hmm. what was the impetus for you wanting to take over a show like this like after you well, were racing and you kind of retired so that was from that? yeah that was a, it was just a snowmobile show that my father owned um back in the day and by the end of the 2000 when i stopped racing at well i had to get a real job and I was doing a lot with the company already. Like I was managing, I was a show manager of the snowmobile show, Okay. Um, yeah. which worked out great. But then, you know, you start to get older and you start to, you know, people are retiring. My father started right. to retire. So I said, you know what, this is a great opportunity for you to kind of retire. I'll, I'll purchase this from you. Um, and then I started building on that. So yeah. I brought in a snowmobile magazine, um, turned the snowmobile, uh, snowmobile show into a snowmobile and ATV show and power sport and grew it to, you know, the world's largest. Um, what else did we do? So I brought the snowmobile magazine in Canada down to the United States, started Amazing. an off-road publication and of course, uh, websites as well. And then I, um, after that, we started, um, just becoming, we're actually Canada's largest power sport, uh, media business. Amazing. Um, so we, 
we have uh, the motorcycle super show which we've talked about we purchased another small regional trade show in peterborough ontario mm-hmm. called peterborough sledorama it's more of an organic small one-day swap meet with local dealers but it's a great community um great one-day community uh snowmobile event so we we love that show it's actually one of my favorites because it's small and you get to see a lot of people that you don't normally see so it's there's yeah. a it's a big vintage but a swap meet so guys like me show up and we try getting stuff for a deal out in the parking lot and then <laughs> at the end of the day there's also a trade show going on a small element of a trade show we have uh, about a 250 no sorry 285 booths so it's still a good oh, sized wow. trade show but you're in and out in one day um and is there a lot of tim hortons going on in that swap meet <laughs> You know what? Uh, I hope there's a lot of Tim Hortons, but I've seen some of these sloppers and, uh, you know, they they start a little early. Maybe they might have something else in their coffee at that Maybe. point. Maybe. They start at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Starts at. So we have mm. that. And then we also expanded into our um, our TV shows. So we have, we started uh, back in, I think it was 2015 or 16. We, we purchased Snowmobiler TV. And then turn that into uh, we turn that into uh, Canada's largest broadcast uh, snowmobile television show, um, and we're Amazing. also starting to air that in the United States. And we're just about to launch a motorcycle uh, TV show as well right now. I love so, that. And that's where will that air? Like right across? It'll go, it'll, uh, it'll, it will go right across uh, North America. And then with our social media like YouTube and things like that, yeah. um, it will air everywhere. But right now we're in, uh, we're talking uh, we're trying to get things on Netflix right now. So oh, they've yeah, approached us for snow. Well, yeah, that'd be great. It's a, it's a necessary evil right now, streaming service, right? Yeah. So our TV show, our snowmobile TV show, they're trying to get, they've actually approached us, which is nice. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. And Just because it, it's already aired so many in so many different uh, mm-hmm. stations like Rev TV, Mountain TV, uh, all the uh, Sportsman Channel in Canada, things like that. And of course, OLN is our uh, OLN, our yeah. Yeah, yeah, outdoor network. Yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of outdoor network, I ran into Amanda Mayhew at, at your show as well too. I don't okay. know, who, who that is, but yeah, uh, I'm surprised she was there. That's great. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's actually going to be on the show in a little bit, so it'll be great to have her on. Um, but w- I want to know a little bit more of your experience personally with racing and riding, and if you have a few interesting stories to tell i know i know the large majority of my audience are men and they're bikers and hunters <laughs> yeah so um there are lots of outdoor sports guys well, and i'm fortunate enough to have uh ridden like i've ridden uh motorcycles all over north america and i've had a lot of great great rides uh, a lot of great people um snowmobiling i've ridden all over the world though so i've been snowmobiling mm-hmm. a lot longer because you can start snowmobiling when you're 12 years old and um you know, what started just being a weekend thing at my family's cottage for me turned into racing and then turned into my my job. So, like, I was racing all over North America. If there's no snow, it doesn't matter because they manufacture. So I was, I was right. always fortunate to do, like, actually snowmobile. And uh, sometimes in unique times of the season. Um, mm. And then, I like, I've snowmobiled over, overseas. Like, my favorite spot was Sweden, for sure. Oh, amazing. Um, that must yeah. have been gorgeous. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I got to tell them, slow down in the caribou. It would be like bringing <laughs> someone from Sweden here and just feeding them, I guess, like moose the entire time. <laughs> here. Uh, but it's caribou nonstop or reindeer out there, I guess. I was like, oh I don't know. Uh, like, just pizza would be great. Steak. <laughs> we have beef here? 
but um, no, it was so Sweden was very unique for me. That was very cool. Um, I spent a lot of time there. Met a lot of great people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was there, I actually met some of the guys that have tr- almost uh, some freestyle guys, some freestyle riders that have almost uh, made it to my snowmobile ATV show. They oh, were, nice. uh, yeah, like they're uh, the next generation of X game guys. Um, they a couple of them were there, so I'm looking forward to seeing them soon because I think they're going to be in Toronto uh, coming up. But uh, also, I, other places I love to ride. Like, I love riding in the mountains. Mm. Um, it's a really special place for me. It's not the most extreme mountain area. Is uh, West Yellowstone, Montana, Wyoming in there. Um, just because I've been riding there since 1993, I think. No, nine, yeah, 93 or 92. Um, I've been in various magazines, publishing uh, publications, websites, TV shows over the years, and that's a place where uh, we go. We still go there. We get to ride all next year's snowmobiles there. So I've already ridden the 2023 oh, models. Oh wow! And next February I'll ride all the 2024 models. So it'll be pretty. It's a very unique spot for me. I love it out there. But uh, so there's a lot of off trails. So it's pretty cool. But as far as trail riding goes, I, uh, New Brunswick's definitely the, uh, my, uh, New Brunswick is my favorite place to go snowmobiling. Oh, really? Like Love it. And they say, you're crazy. What are you, New Brunswick? You ride, you've ridden all over the world and you're going to tell me New Brunswick? <laughs> so, it, it, it's crazy. And, and again, it's the friendships that you, you start to get. I've been going to New Brunswick for 20 years almost now, probably since maybe 2005. And every, I go at least once a year. And for the last 15 years or 10 years, 10, 15 years, I've been bringing people from various places from around the world to meet Amazing. me there and go riding. <laughs> so it's almost, they're like, you know what? I've ridden trails, snowmobile trails everywhere. There's, what, what are you going to tell me so great about New Brunswick? If like, I've ridden smooth trails everywhere. I've ridden bumpy yeah. trails everywhere. A trail's a trail's a trail. Right. Uh, it's not. New Brunswick trails are, <laughs> there's no speed limits in New Brunswick. Right, row. <laughs> so, so part of the thrill of snowmobiling is, and, and motorcycling or off-road riding your side-by-side is the freedom. Like you right. feel free and you're not in, like sometimes we snowmobile or we ride our motorcycles or, you know, our ATVs kind of sometimes take us into like city urban centers just because of lodging or what, right. what have you, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But when you're snowmobiling in New Brunswick, there really aren't urban centers. Like there are cities out there like Bathurst or, you know, Fredericton or Campbellton. Their cities are only like 15,000, like I like maybe 35,000 people. And that's a big place, right? There's not mm-hmm. even, a, there's like three quarters of a million people that live there. But so when I bring these guys in and, and they'll come from Minnesota, Wyoming, or, you know, like Michigan, Wisconsin, Quebec, Quebec's pretty close, but the guys from out <laughs> West, when they show up, they're like, wow, this is like way different. We thought the trails are like wide and you can go as fast as you want. So you can rip at like 95, 105 miles an hour Wow! and you're going up and down and you can see everywhere. Like they have real, cause they're old logging roads. So, and there's mountains, believe it or not in uh, New Brunswick yeah. called Christmas mountains. So it's the old, it's the Appalachian mountain chain that goes through like Tennessee and whatnot. Nice. And it, the elevation goes up and down. You're going around a corner. You can see forever. So it's safe because you got to figure the, like when they made these roads, they made them for 18 wheelers, like hauling the wood. So they'd have to see around corners to see if there's another one coming. Right. So it's very safe. 
the people out there are amazing and i and i just enjoy bringing mm-hmm. people from all over north it's generally north america we all go there a couple times a year and they're like this is different this is like way different than i ever would have imagined so it's amazing it's so close and we can make it from toronto to uh new brunswick in about 10 hours so it's oh, not wow. that far but it feels a lot further that's by truck you take your yeah. truck there with your trailer so you know it's not that far away it's not close but you know it's well we've got some great friends out in new brunswick uh, maritime goose hunters and um i'm right. sure they can uh, attest to uh, oh, it's outdoors there. Never, I always say to people, if you've never been there, you can't judge it because they right. say like, oh, you know, New Brunswick. I mean, I find it's just it's near and dear to me. Um, it's become that way just because it's it's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, it, it does have a lot of similarities to northern Ontario, but the Christmas Mountain area there is it's it's amazing. Like I just I really enjoy my time out there. So that, that would be one place that that would be my favorite place to go riding in. And uh, you can off-road there. I've been there a handful of times, but it seems to be a little prettier with the snow. Oh, that's so nice. And I guess you, with the freedom that you're talking about and the, the speed limits, and you just go all uh, Ricky Bobby out there. You just, that's you just it. go fast. <laughs> you can go as fast as you want to go. So, or as slow as you want to go. That's the right. part. Of it. So it's not, yeah. you know, like I've ridden with a lot of people, a lot of locals out there over the years, and it's the same thing. They, um, you know, it's just, it's freedom. Like there's no one bothering you, you mm-hmm. know, where sometimes when you ride in Quebec, like the other, uh, or, or Minnesota or Michigan, there's a very dense population there. So there seems to be mm-hmm. a lot of people riding like on, in Ontario, like there's so many of us sometimes out there riding. It's not, you don't feel as, yeah. um, you know, like alone by yourself just with the group you're with recluse yeah and sometimes you have to go on the roads too to get to the, n- the other side of yeah, the trail yeah, too right like forever, sometimes just connectors mm. a little bit but it's not uh out there you're you're pretty remote yeah so yeah i've been able i've been fortunate enough and then um we're just in the business that i'm in we get all these crazy trips that you can go on like right. people were bringing us to different places like uh one of our uh our one of our tv our TV show just went up to northern uh, Manitoba. Amazing. They went all the way to Churchill, which is uh, where the polar bears are. They come down in the summer, right? The so polar bears come down in the summer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. So they just got back about two weeks ago, I'd say. <laughs> so there's the ice flows there. It's very, very remote. Um, and it's a little too remote for this guy. Yeah, a but little too those, remote for you. Yeah. Yeah. They they had a great time, or they've also been to Fort McMurray this year, which was pretty oh, wow. far. Mm-hmm. But it seemed to be really cold this year. That's for sure. Like, that's amazing. Do you now? Do you prefer to go with a group of people or friends or by yourself? Does it? Yeah, it all depends on where you're going. But <clears> nothing, you know, wherever you go riding or whatever you're riding, you, you, I always enjoy going with friends. Yeah. Um, just because it's just that camaraderie. It's that it takes people from all different walks of life and we're all have this one common interest, whether it's riding our bikes, our sleds or our ATVs, it brings us all together. And mm-hmm. for that period of time, it doesn't matter if you're a downtown stockbroker, a farmer, you know, a guy in the industry that owns a dealership, you know, we're for that, for that period of time, we're all interested in the same thing and everyone's having a great time and the snowmobiles or the again the bikes the atvs they bring you together so that's what i love about it you know now number one question on everyone's mind i know i'm going to get this question a lot uh when this show airs best snack when you're out 
snowmobiling or ATV or <laughs> what is your number uh, well, one go to okay, snack? So myself, I'm not a huge snacker. Uh, all the guys that I ride with seem to have like bags of uh, beef jerky on them yep. at all times, and I can't. St- if you're eating it, it's fine, but I can't stand this. When I'm driving the truck, and then you hear the bag open, and you smell beef jerky, I'm just like, God, it smells like someone's feeding a cat. Oh so, no! <laughs> so yeah, and it's it been out all, and it happens numerous times. But uh, anyhow, I mean, uh, that would probably be the biggest snack, but. Now here's something that we uh, we do, we do have. I just bought a vintage snowmobile called an Alpine, and it's a okay. two track. It's from the '70s. It has two tracks and one ski, and it used to be to groom snowmobile trails back in the day. That's okay. What is. And we kind of have like a wacky racer theme sometimes. Like when we go to on our like tourism rides, we we ride different things. Yeah. I installed. I, I haven't ridden it yet on a trip but i've installed a generator on one side because there's like these it's it's a walk around snowmobile i put a small generator on the one side and the other side i have a hot dogger so guys are oh what there's a thing a roller dog machine oh so i'm making gosh. hot dogs on so i can i'm making roller dogs you name it tacos whatever those things are called oh my yeah. gosh so i've That's installed insane. this and then the idea is that we're going to come across like it's for our TV show and our magazines. So we'll come across like a group of snowmobilers because we all hang out in like corners, like, you know, what I mean, like a crossroads. Yeah. The trail, the trailheads who wants a hot dog and give them out. And the whole <laughs> COVID started this, this idea in my head because all the restaurants were shut down. So you'd be out right. there freezing to death and you'd be like, can't get warm. You can get takeout and eat on your sled. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, I thank you for the hot cup of coffee. So this whole roller dog was like, I was just like, you know what? We're going to be snowmobiling and we're going to give out hot dogs the whole day. So I love just it. for fun. But I there's other it. things you can cook on. Some of the other guys, they cook on their exhaust pipes. It comes, it's like a tin, like a box. Okay. Yeah, it goes yeah, on, yeah. It's like a mini oven and yeah. it goes in, in your snowmobile engine, like on the exhaust and it'll heat stuff up or cook stuff for you. That's amazing. Vintage. Oh my gosh. Hot yeah. dogs. Couldn't be, you said two tracks, so not an eight track. No, no. Two, yeah. Two I'm tracks on it. Yeah, <laughs> That's not a bad idea is installing a stereo on it. Well, you, yeah, you could put that on there and have, you know, Why food not? and music. I've got a generator. I can power like a refrigerator. I can power anything. So it could be the traveling, crazy. it can be the traveling bike show. Yeah. It looks like a clown car. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. <clears throat> Tell me about everyone's got a good story and a, one of those stories that were just insanely crazy where either something like out of the blue happened or something, <laughs> <laughs> everything went wrong or wh- one of those stories. I, everyone's got one of those. Everyone's got one of those. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure you have a couple I'm, of them. I'm, I'm just thinking about them. We've had a lot of them over the years where we've, uh, lost things and uh lost people um have you ever lost cutlery on the highway never lost cutlery on the highway but we (laughs) but uh a few times uh some of the guys this one group in particular from uh minneapolis if they stuff things in other guys like you're always a glutton for punishment with this group like they (laughs) they steal towels from each other (laughs) So someone will be showering and one of the guys came out and he only had 
a uh, face cloth to dry himself with. And the guy who did it blamed it on somebody else and convinced the guy with a face cloth that he actually didn't do it, which was remarkable. But there's stuff and things in each other's helmets, like spoons and forks. And, what? Like, oh, yeah. Some of the things that the we've pranks. seen over the years. Oh, it's it's not never ending. Um, and Crazy. there's always awards that people give out. So if you like blow a corner or you drop your bike, you always end up like with some silly award of some sort. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, it gets expensive after a while with all these awards. And a good friend of mine, he has so many of them that his wife is now saying, please stop buying them for him. <laughs> so, but he's just, a, he's always hurting himself or missing stuff. So I it's bet. always fun. Oh, my gosh. So, but sometimes, you know, like we've uh, just with snowmobiling or, or riding bikes, we you pack all your gear and we fly into different various places. They miss your luggage. And mm -hmm. we always love going shopping on site, right? trying to find the right gear for the right uh, elements out there. So, you know, sometimes guys that normally wear extra large are forced to wear mediums. That's always <laughs> fun to see, right? Oh my gosh. There's nothing shameful of that with a bunch of other guys. Squeeze maybe. yourself. It's like, it's like an award show. You squeeze yourself into uh, whatever designer outfit. You I actually find. bought, this guy was an, a, a good size extra large. And uh, when we got there, of course they only lost his bag. Like, most guys are like say Magic. like a large right? right so we can kind of interchange mm -hmm. um and when his stuff went he might have been a double x and we could only find a medium oh no like gear i was the first one up with my credit card i'll pay for this all day this <laughs> mess. yeah so it was great things like that I so again it. it's the camaraderie though at the end of the day yeah we're right all all motorcycles are the same you know what i mean like they, they have two tires an engine you know, like mm -hmm. snowmobiles are snowmobiles. There's a track and an engine <laughs> like, uh, and two skis. Um, it's the camaraderie <laughs> around it. And you yeah. really like, have a great time. And by going, and I, and I enjoy uh, destination riding. So, you know, you leave point A, you go to point B, go to point C, and then mm -hmm. back to say A, right? You do a mm -hmm. loop and spend numerous nights in different hotels and, you know, just exploring. Um, so, you know, be it on whatever. It's a lot easier doing on our motorcycles than it is like on off-road vehicles. But uh, that to me is the fun because something always happens, you know, on the way, on the road. So that's always exciting for me. Yeah. And you build these memories over time. And I'm sure you guys have built up a lot of, you know, inside jokes over the years and, you know, <laughs> go to say, <laughs> go to like say, excuse me. Yeah. I feel like I've forgotten more than, uh, uh, than I know right now. That's for sure. Just, uh, with all the travels, there's been years that I seem to spend, uh, over a hundred days on the road. So, oh wow, um, it is what it is. It's I, yeah. I'm not complaining. That's for sure. Um, yeah. just because, uh, you know, people would love to do that. It's a great job. And then come and being able to come back and, you know, then you have the trade show element of our business. So, mm -hmm. uh, um, I always call it work. So while I'm away, do you find it's kind of a nice balance though? Be being, you know, gone on the road and then coming back and doing the shows. Do you find it's like a oh, hundred yeah. percent. So my office, um, there's about 13 of us at the office. Um, they're kind of various different projects. Some are in off-road dirt, some are in off-road snow, um, some are office, some are trade shows. So it all kind of, it's nice because it's, there's a lot of different walks there, you know, I love and that. I, I'm lucky enough because I get to double up and travel with whoever I want. <laughs> right. <laughs> so 
So if the right. TV side has uh, has something cool going on, I'll jump in over there and go with them. If the magazine does, I'll be over there. You know. How so, long have you had the magazine for? Magazine, I have been a part of. Um, I've been doing it for well over twenty years. A part mm-hmm. of it, but I purchased that back in two thousand. The snowmobile one. And then we do various programs across North snowmobile programs across North America for different trade shows or um, racing uh, federations mm-hmm. and associations. Uh, ETV magazine would be off-road side by side would be I think it's going into its 19th year. Oh wow! So we I started that from the ground up though. Um, so that was that one, and then we do a, a couple motorcycle show programs um, and websites too. So it's been a Amazing. we've been at this a long time. So it's been a lot yeah. of fun. It's been a grind. Yeah, uh, it's been a you know it's been difficult at times, but it's been a lot of fun, and uh, you know nothing is worth doing that's too easy either, right? Mm-hmm. So for Absolutely. us, uh, hard work pays off. So that's uh, and everything works together. Um, so all these different companies promote trade shows. So for right. us, like you know, like all these different um, publications, websites, TV shows uh, will promote like the motorcycle show or the snowmobile shows, ATV shows, etc. So it all works together. It's a, it's a nice web. Yeah, it takes time, I guess, too, to get it into the point where it sort of runs like a well-oiled machine. And mm-hmm. maybe you can just touch a little bit on how to navigate those those tough spots when you're, you know, well, in any business, really. But you've got so much going on. And, and, I, and, and just the magazine alone, I have a little bit of experience with having my own magazine. Mm-hmm. It was an online magazine that I did for the first year yep. of my clinic. So I know... Um, what goes into that and it's a it's a lot of work but maybe you can just touch on that a little bit about how to get through those tough spots and navigate that well i've 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 learned many moons ago that uh never put all your eggs in the one basket right by that i mean like it's great to have a fantastic printer for publications um but a lot of times things happen in the world that are out of your control so you need to have friends everywhere. So mm. I've uh, always maintained keeping at least two different big printers. Like we're doing um, our snowmobile magazine per copy does 75,000 wow. copies per issue. And we do six in Canada and five in the United States. Um, so some things, sometimes things happen. You have to move quickly because print is such a slow animal as is in the world of technology right? Yeah. with the Internet um, that you have to be able to move printers like, and then drop the hat. Yeah. If the printer doesn't help you, you got to, you have to know somebody that will save you kind of a thing. So that's one thing um, I've noticed in that industry. And, and a lot of other things I've noticed is that it's difficult because you're dealing with so many different egos and so many different people. Mm. Um, it makes it difficult sometimes when you put, a, again, if you have one person that knows just like I, uh, in one of the trade shows, I lost a salesman and it wasn't the best thing that ever happened, but he created such an island for himself that it was difficult to, you know what I mean? Like you, right. you never want that to happen. You need a good team. So that's the yeah. bit, biggest thing I've always noticed. You need team players everywhere so that if somebody, you know, heaven forbid someone gets sick or, you know, somebody has a different opportunity or moves away, um, you have somebody else to jump in and fill those shoes mm-hmm. or knows how, what to do. So um, naturally myself, like, just because I've been and I've started these businesses or, you know, I've uh, purchased these businesses. I know the ins and the outs. Yeah. Um, and that's the biggest thing. So 
being like an owner operator, um, it, it's really come to help me a lot. Just understanding like lingo, uh, what to do in an emergency. You know, if the TV host goes down, well, I've been on enough shoots that I can just jump in. Right. right Not right. that I want to do that ever, but <laughs> I have uh, been on on the show numerous times throughout the year. Um, and I help out a lot with like the evaluations, things like that. I'm not mm-hmm. the host, but I understand exactly what he does because I travel with him a lot. Right. Um, so things like that, I think, is so important for uh, business owners uh, to know the ins and the outs of, the, of everything, just in case there's an emergency. We've had it where people have missed flights and oh, you're well, you're sitting in yeah, Ontario happens, yeah. or wherever you are waiting for the host of the TV show to show up. And it's like what now what you know or your floor manager at a trade show comes down with covid well now what he can't come to the show right so you have to be able to really activate somebody or have enough people on your platoon to make sure that you can fill all those voids and i guess just having those experiences and knowing what to do too it it opens you up to being able to give advice to a lot of people i'm sure a lot of people come to you to to ask, you know, your input. And even when you were mentioning before about trying out, you know, next year's vehicles, is that something that you give feedback on? And, oh, and 100%. On and- a lot of the feedback comes in our uh, publications and our TV shows, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but yeah, all the manufacturers are always asking us questions, uh, you know, how to make things better. What have we found in past? Um, they give us, uh, we have numerous vehicles, like uh, everything from motorcycles to off-road equipment. Um, snowmobiles uh, at our shop uh, on site that we're always riding um, there's never a day that somebody in my office is not on a tour of some sort riding snowmobiles ATVs or motorcycles so that's uh, a lot of people are asking on the business side my door is always open you never know I like I've uh, I've trained so many uh, so many young people over the years and I've watched some of them uh, just they've turned into just the rock stars in the industry that they've chosen. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's really great for me to, to kind of take somebody right out of like some of these kids are coming right out of school. We're their first real job. So right. I've met a lot of parents over the years that have shipped their children. Like, it seems like their firstborn have shown up on my doorstep. I've hired not knowing. And I've yeah. got a meeting with the mom or the dad or both saying, um, you're, you're going to look after my son, right? Or my daughter. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. Don't worry. We're, we're here to help, like, make sure that everyone feels safe. There won't be any issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've watched a lot of these kids grow up over the years. And some of them, they still come back to the trade shows and help out. You know what I mean? Like, no job too big. One, one's a, he's a big wig at uh, Home Depot now. Right. Corporate. He'll come and he'll push a broom if he has to. Love this that. past year, he came and helped me with the trophies. He organized all the trophies for the uh, Canada Cup. And that's like, it's a, it's a big job. It's an important job, but it's not something that you picture this man doing anymore. But they come from everywhere. And, and all these guys, I always welcome them back. And it's always great to see them. Well, it just speaks to, again, that camaraderie that you're talking about, where it's just everybody, you know, is a helping hand. And, and, uh, yep. And, and you, you know, there's no, there's no, no ego involved in, in, uh, no, in, that, in that aspect. That's a big thing that there's never an ego. And I would never ask anyone to do something that I wouldn't do or haven't done yeah, myself. Exactly. That's the biggest thing that I always have in my office. Like there are times I'm building fences at these shows, you know, at these trade shows, because, well, I'm able, I'm right there. 
I wish the young guys would do it, but they're busy <laughs> right. doing something else. Right. Yeah. So um, there's no job too small. There never has been and there never will be. That's a big thing. But other show promoters are called. We, we talk to each other uh, an awful lot, too, especially these uh, these past few years of uh, covid. Like our, our business has been uh, that business has been hit really hard. Yeah. Um, we're fortunate enough that we have other things like uh, the public, the media mm-hmm. end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of the other uh, trade shows out there, they haven't had that. So those those promoters have been hit real hard. So they're calling and asking us where we are with government because we've got yeah. we chat a lot with the uh, with the Ford government right now. We have been over the years. So we know a lot, a lot before it's happening we know what's going on basically right right yeah which you kind of need to at this point yeah well yeah you do you you have to know how, which way to dive and duck right yeah exactly dive and duck yeah exactly That's right. yeah try not get hit on the way yeah you touched on it a little bit um i wanted to ask you with you know you mentioned women in the sport and i mm-hmm. wanted to ask you um, how has that changed over the years and what's sort of the ratio now men to women and then you're, are you seeing more women get involved? Oh, hundred percent, percent. Like at our, at our trade shows, we have a lot of, uh, rides and rallies and clubs mm-hmm. that come and they promote what they're doing and their, the excitement, uh, that they're promoting, like the, their events almost. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have probably about eight or nine women only clubs that come now. Oh, wow. So. It's kind of great where they they have their own thing going on and they are raising money, raising awareness for various charities. Um, They're also it's great to see that like the Durham Divas, they get together and they go out and they just ride. And they're, of course, they're raising funds for various things, but Mm -hmm. they're it's such a great thing to see. Um, And I think it's it's wonderful. Like years ago, uh, snowmobiling, they used to always ask us being in the media, like we need to grow the sport snowmobiling is not where it used to be like it is getting mm-hmm. smaller and smaller uh because it's so expensive the winters are getting right. smaller things like that so these manufacturers and federations would come to us and i used to sit there and i'd, I'd hold my head because it hurts so much and i was young at the time i was i was maybe in my late 20s and they used to say richard what do you think and i say guys we're you're missing the mark like yeah. i got into snowmobiling because my family's did so go after the families but right now, because it's so expensive, it may not be viable to do that. Um, most of my friends that I ride with, they ride, but their wives do not, or their girlfriends do not. Right. There's your target market. You can almost double it overnight. And it was like, oh, okay. Absolutely. But I don't, I still don't, I think everyone understands that, but it's still not the same. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I see a lot, like we do a lot of charity events like uh, Kelly Shires, uh, mm-hmm. Snow Run, and that's all women that go there or the um, Pink Riders down in the USA. And it's wonderful to see all these women out there. But again, how do they, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, you know, women won't do, unfortunately, like they're, I don't know why or if it's. It's is it that much. or is it sort of the the idea that it's it's the guy's weekend away or the guy's time or something because i because i know a few that do go out with their husbands or their boyfriends and but you're right it's not as uh, it's not as many motorcycling is a lot more friendly where right. uh snowmobiling like my wife's never loaded the trailer right. um, she's never driven the truck and trailer so it's things like that that come into play where it's maybe intimidating it's intimidating mm. for a lot of the guys little yeah. you know someone like 
that doesn't feel comfortable behind the wheel driving in snow with a trailer and then you have to load the trailer like one of my trucks uh, i have a, what they call a sled deck on the back so mm. you literally go up an angle like this and your two snowmobiles sit on the deck of the truck yeah. and you go down the highway it's second nature for me um right. to load this thing it's not for probably most people in my office i think there's only one other person that will load it right um, and it's questionable then right so i think there's a lot of things that hold back you know, just because it is intimidating, it's intimidating for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but on a motorcycle, um, I don't see the intimidation there. And I see a lot more women getting involved. I still like yeah. to go um, just with our, our the motorcycle show. We have numerous uh, training courses that go there, like colleges, like people that will uh, help you get your license and reduce. Were the they there this year? Yeah, there would okay. have been two. There was four I there this year in twelve, but we normally them. have about sixteen. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah. the colleges, uh, because of COVID, they weren't able to come. Yeah. However, so at these, so every five years, I go just to, I don't know, check it out. You know, right? See some of my these guys that some see some of these businesses that are at our trade shows, and I'll actually do the course for fun. Right. Better pass at a time. Right. right. <laughs> um, no, it doesn't matter. I have. I don't need it. But hey, <laughs> I go through all like the you know the the P's and Q's and things like right. that. And, and uh, but I see more and more women there for sure learning how to ride. It's uh, it is inspiring because I think we need yeah. more riders for sure. I'm hoping to get my license this summer. So yeah, that will be exciting. Well, one of the co the courses are the best way to do it because they mm -hmm. give you a motorcycle to learn on. Yeah. It's a weekend course. It's a weekend. I don't want to use the word crash course, but it's a weekend course. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's great because you, they, they teach you on a, a, a smaller bike and you get to ride it and they stop you and they actually train you. I've been through some very great courses. I love it. Like, yeah. Educational courses. And they, they, the best thing is, is that if you get there soon enough mm -hmm. before you actually ride on the road uh, with your learner permit, they, you don't have bad habits yet. And right. that's the be that's the hardest thing for mm -hmm. anything um, is getting rid of your bad habits. Yeah, I so. mean, I just drove over a curb the other day and it was in a car, so I can't imagine <laughs> what. <I'm> <laughs> well, I hope you wouldn't do it with a motorcycle. You definitely feel it. <laughs> definitely feel it. Uh, I know you mentioned your son is at a lacrosse game, and I wanted to ask you if you if he gets into the sports with you, or is that is he sort of just strictly he other was sports? My or? number one snowmobiling buddy when he was small. Oh, so I've had, I have all like the tiny snowmobiles and then I have a race snowmobile this big. And then I have the 200, I have so many kids sleds and I enjoyed it so much when he was young, um, when he was really young, I'm going to say, yeah. um, where all of a sudden I had the neighborhood coming to my house to ride these snowmobiles. They're buying their snowmobiles. And this is where I really was getting excited. Because I was bringing families back to the sport. Yeah. I was like, you know, dad mm -hmm. still has a slide, but he hasn't spent the time with his son or his daughter out on the lake, letting them ride the snowmobile, having a cookout. Like for two or three years, like I'd have all strangers were starting to show up with their snowmobiles in front of my house. And I make a little track and um, I'd have like music going, hot dogs on the barbecue. Like it's <laughs> just a great scene for these because a bonfire where they were treated Love like it. the rock stars, like they were at a party, you know? Love so it. I did that for two, three years, maybe yeah, I was three years anyways, with all these snowmobiles there. And there was times where there would be like 15 snowmobiles out there and I'd make a track and they'd have fun. 
And uh, my son then came to an age where he said to me, I want to try hockey. And I said, oh, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I kind of lost him a little bit oh. for a few years. He made AAA. He's a, so it's like very competitive. Wow. He goes all over the place. Um, he plays double A baseball. He's Amazing. now he's playing, he's playing lacrosse now, rep lacrosse. We're down in, um, we live up in uh, Sutton, Ontario on Lake Simcoe. Mm-hmm. And we'll each, we're going to, we have another tournament next weekend down in Guelph at the university. So he's, it's, he's more of a, a team athlete than I was. And right. uh, so he, for him, I encourage everything because it keeps him off uh, playing Fortnite. Right. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's turning nine. And uh, so he's got me running mm-hmm. in every direction, but he has not been snowmobiling nearly enough uh, oh. or on his, uh, on his ATV in the past couple of years, just because of his, calendar's a little full with uh hockey and whatnot i bet but it sounds like he enjoys it yeah it's seven days a week yeah it's... he woke me up on saturday at 6 30 to remind me that we had to be at the arena lacrosse for box lacrosse at uh 9 30 or 10 wow so like, sounds like you get as much sleep as i do so that's yeah. amazing <laughs> now i have to hard. I have to ask you um because we're going to wrap up soon but what do you if you could only ride one vehicle for the next 10 years oh not forever not for life yeah what would what would you choose for the next decade oh my gosh and it could be as simple or as extravagant but it could only be one vehicle for the next 10 years well i wouldn't i want it would have to be a jeez i would probably pick my side by side my razor really because i can put it has doors on it a roof on it in the winter time i change it over i've got a heater kit stereo um i didn't put the tracks on it this year but i got a track kit for it so i can go anywhere on the lakes or wherever i can drive it down the road not always legally but i can drive i drive it to work some days Mm -hmm. Uh, in my town it's okay to do that as long as you go slow um but I would pick that just because um, it can do everything. Yeah. In some towns, in some towns, you can drive them like guys I know. They take them to like the grocery store and things like that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would pick that just because it can do everything. It can do everything and every and anything. Well, so I have a funny story about a side by side. So I, I I had a boyfriend at one point, um, and he was really into side by sides. And so I was trying to get like really into it and excited about his everything he was into. <laughs> yeah. And then I would see these pictures and whatever. And I sent him this picture one day. And I said, Oh, my God, babe, look at this amazing side by side. And he said, Sweetie, that's a golf cart. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so you try you're trying. I tried. Yeah, I tried. I tried. It was, you know, it was a while ago. I've, I've since, you know, I, I've since uh, improved my, my sports skills. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's so fun. Oh man. So just as we wrap up here, what is, if someone's just looking at getting into the sport, cause I mean, you've got, you have got a lot available for the sports enthusiasts and people who are well-versed in, mm-hmm. in riding. But if someone's looking at just sort of getting into it, what are some maybe three tips, five tips, or some top things that you would recommend they try out or do or look for? Well, one of the best things is, are the, uh, visiting a trade show just because there's such a vast amount of things there. 
Um, so the motorcycle show, you can find out where you can ride. There's different clubs there, tracks, um, how to's as far as like uh, schools and courses. So mm -hmm. to me, that's so important because you can just instantly jump into a community and understand so much and get so much knowledge quickly. Um, you, the landscape's all there for you. It's just a matter of how you, you, uh, you're attracted to it and how you attack it. Um, that's where I would start or a dealership would even help you, but it's going to be very mm -hmm. skewed. They're going to tell you, you know, my buddy runs right. this track or my buddy does this school, or I have these relationships, which is great. Um, and, and very important, but they're going to push you in the direction where at a trade show, it's choose your own adventure. Mm -hmm. And I love the adventure part. Like this whole thing is about freedom and choosing and having fun. So that's why I like going to these big trade shows, no matter what it is. It's like the cottage show, for example. Yeah. You want to get in a cottage and you can go up north and talk to a realtor and they're going to tell you exactly how much you should spend with them. Right. Or you can go to the cottage show and talk to numerous people, numerous areas, different builders, different areas of where you should maybe think about buying a cottage or rent a cottage from. That's what I like about, you know, going to a trade show like motorcycles. You can learn to ride them anywhere in Ontario, let's just say, because we're in Ontario. Mm -hmm. So it's up to you to find the right place. There's going to be 16 of them at our trade show. Fantastic. There's all these different places to ride. If you're looking to ride off-road, there's all these various clubs and uh, areas there exhibiting saying, hey, come ride with us. And then you can make up your mind what you think is the best for yourself. And also the vehicle choice, you've got them all there. So if you want, maybe you're a three-wheel and, and you should be riding a three-wheeler, like one of those Can-Am Spiders. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Most people, so a lot of people frown on that because it's three wheels, not two. They say a motorcycle's got two wheels. Myself, I say whatever makes you want to ride. Right. Ride whatever, whatever you're passionate makes about. you happy. You know, yes. like, let's yes. just get out there and have a good time. If you feel intimidated on two wheels, you feel more secure and have a better time on three, get three. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go have a great day. Because I think it's so important for the enthusiast to enjoy their day. Yeah. Not have a bad day. Because all you're going to do, if you're not having fun, everyone in your group's not going to have fun. Because they're going to be looking at you going, oh, yeah. I don't want to yeah. ride with that guy again. Yeah. <laughs> but He's no, probably so packing it, a lot of beef jerky in that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And offering it to everybody. Oh, <laughs> that's an outdoor snack. Um, but like, no, but the, so to me, I think going to like education, uh, trade show education is another big one because, you know, riding safely and smart is key to everything. No matter if you're driving, a, what type of vehicle you're driving. Absolutely. You always want to be safe. Absolutely. So that, that would be those would be my tips in a in a in a group. I know I you asked it. me. I could have listed them one to five, but I thought I'd just throw them all at you at once. I love it. I love it. Well, Richard, this has been amazing. I've loved um, getting to know you and hearing all about everything that you're doing. I mean, this is such a valuable show, and I know your time is valuable, so I won't keep you too long, but. I really, I'm, I'm honored uh, that you came on the show today. I really, really appreciate it. And tell people where they can find you, shout out all your stuff, all your handles, everything. Well, you can find us, uh, I'll just give our websites because there's, sure. there's a bunch, right? It's sure. Snowmobile ATV show, uh, Motorcycle Super Show, uh, or you can find us ATV World Magazine, Snowmobile TV, on or on Snow Magazine. Those are our handles right now. They're the okay. easiest ones, but... Uh, we're around and I hope you, to see you at one of our trade shows in the near future. Absolutely. And in, it's a, one's coming up in October. So uh, maybe we can yes. talk then and I can uh, give you a tour of the show and show you some 
some of my buddies from the U.S. that are back up in snowmobiles and things like that. It's a real crazy fun event. That. That would be amazing. Yeah. And I had a chance to to see a lot of good friends at the motorcycle show too. So that was awesome. So I'd love that. Love to Yeah, that'd be great, Jenny. Thank you so much. Excuse me. Thank you so much for doing the show. I really appreciate it. And I will let you know when it airs and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great, Jenny. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye.